Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. I hope you had a great week with your business. This week, I want to talk about productivity and especially some simple techniques for revving up your productivity. And this is an important topic to me and hopefully to you as well, because in my opinion, high productivity is one of the most important ingredients to success as a freelance B2B copywriter or writer. Um, And there's many reasons for this. Uh, Obviously, the more you can get done in a day, the more successful you're going to be, especially when you're self-employed as a freelance uh, writer or copywriter. The more, uh, the faster you're able to get projects done, the more money that you'll make for those projects because you're getting them done at less time but, but being paid the same rate. Uh, the more marketing and prospecting you get done over the course of a day or a week, the more productive you are at that, the more prospects will find out about you and the more business will be that will be coming in. I mean, I can go on and on with examples, but clearly, the more you're able to get done, the more productive that you are, the, uh, the more successful you will be, especially when you are a, uh, a solo professional, a freelance B2B writer or copywriter. That's the good news. The good news really is the more productive you are, the more rewarded you, you get, usually in terms of, of income. So increasing your productivity by just 10 or 15%, you get the benefits of that right away because you're self-employed. But there's a downside, and the downside is this, is that when your productivity plummets, <laughs> when you don't, when you aren't as productive as you, as you want to be, when you're self-employed as a B2B writer or a copywriter, you really feel it. <laughs> um, projects take longer to get done. Uh, a lot of self-promotion stuff doesn't get done, and I can go on and on, but you really do feel it when your productivity is low. It really has an impact on your business. Uh, being self-employed is not like being an employee. When you're an employee at a company and you have a period of low productivity or you're not as uh, productive as you should be, there are many ways to camouflage that and hide it. Other people can kind of cover for you. There's other resources there. Take some sick days and someone covers for you. Things like that. But when you're self-employed and your productivity goes down, you feel it right away. And when your productivity goes up, you feel it right away and feel the benefits of that right away. So what I want to do in this podcast is to give you some tips on how to rev up your productivity and keep your productivity high. Now, I've I've spoken about this topic in an earlier podcast and gave you some tips there. The tips I want to share with you in this podcast, however, are tips and strategies that are evergreen that you just, if you do these things, you will become more productive. This isn't just a, a one-time thing. If you just incorporate these habits into your workday, you will become more productive. And, it's, and, and all these tips are based on, on a, a lot of experts that I read about on productivity, a lot of uh, science and research on productivity. I've really gotten into this topic because, like you, the more productive I can be, the more successful I'll be and the more money I'll make. So this is important for me and I want to share what I found with you. 
So let me give you these uh, six evergreen tips for revving up your productivity. Tip number one, have a schedule. Always have a schedule. You should know today basically what's going on tomorrow. You should know what time you're starting work tomorrow. You should have blocked out the time that you're going to spend on certain projects. For example, maybe uh, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock you're working on project A, and then 11 o'clock to noon you're making phone calls, and then 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock you're working on project B. You should block out your day. You should always have a schedule. There should be never any mystery about when you start work, what you're going to work on that day, and how long you're going to work on it for, how much time you've scheduled for these particular tasks or, or projects. Now, of course, during the course of the day, things change. You get things done a little faster, so you rearrange your schedule accordingly to take advantage of that. You know, you may, may get some interruptions or some unexpected things happening. That's fine. But at least start the day with a schedule. Start the day with a plan. Because if you leave it uh, if, if you don't have a plan and you're simply going by inspiration, if you're simply saying, okay, well, tomorrow I might work on such and such, and whenever I get up in the morning, then that's when I'll start, and, you know, that kind of attitude, I can understand the appeal of that, but from a, from a viewpoint of productivity, it kills productivity. Have a schedule. Block out the times that you're going to spend on certain tasks and projects on that schedule. It's going to be flexible enough. You'll be able to change it. But then you know what you're doing each day. So that's number one, schedule. Number two, be realistic when you're blocking out things on that schedule. Be realistic about projects. Give yourself plenty of time. Give yourself lots of elbow room. Okay. Now, this actually flies in the face of some other um, uh, advice that I've heard from productivity gurus who will say, you know, give yourself very little time to get something done and you'll, you'll speed up. I'm going to deal with that, that, that idea a little bit later. But I find that that really doesn't work for me and a lot of other freelance professionals. Instead, you need to block out plenty of time. If it normally takes you two hours to get something done and you think you can get it done in, in two hours, might be a little bit tight, Block out two and a half hours on your schedule. Maybe block out three hours on your schedule. You want to be able to sit down and start working on a project stress-free. You don't want to feel pressured. You don't want to feel like, oh my goodness, I have to get this done because I only scheduled an hour and I better hurry up. And you're all tense. That can actually kill productivity. You want to be able to jump into a project or a task knowing you have lots of time to do it and just jump in and do it and enjoy it. So be realistic when you're scheduling your time. Number three, uh, this is going to sound like a strange tip. I mentioned it in, a, in an earlier podcast. Eat that frog before lunch. <laughs> That's obviously from uh, the famous book, Eat That Frog, about productivity. But what that means is this. Uh, here's something that I've done over the past couple of years that's really increased my productivity. I pick a project or a task that uh, that I, it's really important to get done that particular day. It may be writing a website. It may be coming up with a plan for a series of emails for a client or some task that's really important where I think, man, if I can accomplish that today, that'll make the whole day worthwhile. And then I schedule that first and try to get it done before lunch. 
If it's a larger project, obviously I won't get the whole project done before lunch, but maybe a significant milestone that I'll reach. But, you know, I'll pick a task that's really important and I'll try to get, I'll schedule it first, work on it first thing in the morning, and then try to get it done before lunch. And what that does is that by the time noon comes around and I've accomplished that, it makes the whole day worthwhile. The rest of the day is like bonus because I'm thinking, wow, I got that big thing done. And now I can work on some other things this afternoon without worrying that I haven't accomplished anything. And that gives you a lot more motivation. That actually, uh, that's, that's kind of an, uh, an inspirational moment to have something done first thing in the morning that's important. And it, it just fuels your productivity for the afternoon. Um, I, I've done this for the last couple of years and it's really worked well for uh, revving up my own productivity. So do that. Eat a frog before lunch. <laughs> Number four, ride your productivity peaks. Now, everybody has a natural rhythm when it comes to productivity with highs and lows. You know, some people are, are very productive in the evenings, for example. And, uh, but then in the mornings, mornings just aren't their thing. <laughs> And then they might become uh, reach a peak of productivity in the afternoon. I really believe there is a natural rhythm that we all have when it comes to productivity. And with, with, with high ends and low end troughs. And if you try to be productive at that low end of your productivity rhythm, um, where, it's, where, it's, where it's a trough, you know, you're really fighting against your own natural instincts and you're really working against your own natural rhythms of productivity. It's counterproductive in many ways. So what you should do is learn when you, what times during the day when you are naturally most productive. For me, I find that I'm naturally productive first thing in the morning, usually really early in the morning, around 7 o'clock, 7.30 when I start work. Those, those two or three hours in the morning are very productive for me. I eat my frog that hour in the morning. I eat that, that project or task that I really want to get done because I'm, I'm just productive, really productive. And then I find around 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning, uh, my natural productivity rhythm goes down and I'm not as productive. So you know what I do? I spend that time and I go to the gym or I have lunch or I go walk the dog, or I do some other tasks that aren't really intensive, like making some phone calls or following up with some clients, things of that nature. And then I don't do any creative work, really heavy-duty creative work midday, because it's a natural low ebb for me with my productivity. And then in the afternoon, I find 1.30, 2 o'clock, I hit a peak again, and I'm very productive till about 5 o'clock, 5.30. So I have these two productivity peaks. So I do the most important work during those peak times. And it takes advantage of my natural productivity rhythm. So find out what your natural productivity rhythm is. What times of the day are you most productive? Are you most energized? And then do your most important work, your most important project work during those times. For goodness sakes, don't waste those times. Okay, because you can really be super productive during those peak moments. You're taking advantage of, of your own body's uh, productivity rhythm. So that's number four. Now, number five is challenge yourself to be more productive. Challenge yourself. And this, remember I said in number two, you should block out and be realistic and block out plenty of times, time to get things done. That eliminates the stress that can kill productivity because you have lots of time to get something done. Well, what you're doing in number five is you're challenging yourself 
to be more productive. You're making a game out of it. Let's say, for example, that you have to write an article for a blog post. And let's say it normally takes you at a comfortable pace, two hours to write this article, to plan and think about and write and polish this article, two hours. Um, well, you can, and so you block out two hours on your calendar so you have a comfortable pace that you're working within. It's realistic. Well, what you can do is challenge yourself. As you're writing that article, you can say, hey, I wonder if I can get this done in 90 minutes, in an hour and a half. I wonder if I can cut a half hour off my time and make a game out of it and just really go for it and, and really try to beat your time and see if you can get the job done at the same level of quality in less time and just challenge yourself. What, what you're doing here is you're building your productivity muscle and you're, uh, by challenging yourself, you're making yourself more productive. Um, it's very much like running. Those of you who do jogging or running, you'll know that if you, if, while you're jogging, if you, go, if you go into a sprint for, let's say, a minute, running as fast as you can, and then you slow down back to your normal jogging pace, when you slow down to your normal jogging pace, it's really, you really feel like you're going really slow, <laughs> you know, but you're not. You're going at the same pace you were before, but it just seems slow because your body actually still wants to go faster because it's exercised itself and it knows it can go faster. Uh, and I've actually, I have a watch that, that keeps my, uh, my, my time when I, uh, when, when I run, or it keeps the speed when I run. So I, I know, I, I know how fast I'm running and I know when I do a fast run, then I slow right down back to what I think is my normal jog. It seems like I'm going too slow. But actually, when I look at my watch and the speedometer on it, I'm actually going faster than my normal jog. So that happens when you're, when, you're, when you're challenging yourself to be more productive. If you push yourself to get something done faster and kind of make a game out of it, then you're exercising your productivity muscle. And then you start naturally becoming more productive because your productivity muscle is stronger, which is interesting. Uh, so that really works for me and give that a try. This only works if you have already given yourself enough time to get the project done, where there's no stress involved, where it's just a game. If you're putting yourself under pressure because you have a deadline and, and you have no choice but to challenge yourself and push yourself, then it becomes a negative experience and I find it doesn't work as well. So that's number five. And finally, number six, take regular breaks, real breaks. Not the kind of break where you sit back from your computer and, you know, yawn and stretch and then go back at it. That's not a real break. A break is when you get up off your desk, walk out of your office. You're not checking your email. You're not checking anything else. You are leaving work for a period of time. Uh, they've done studies on this uh, that have shown that people who take regular breaks during the workday, real breaks where they actually leave their office, leave their work, even for five minutes, are much more productive than those who uh, have their nose to the grindstone and never leave their desk. Those people look like they're productive because they never leave their desk and they're not taking real breaks. But the fact is those who take the real breaks regularly several times during the day are actually more productive. Coincidentally, they actually did this, uh, this study on people who smoke and they find that smokers often are, are in an office environment, often are very productive people because they leave the office regularly to have a smoke break, to have a real break and, and 
and they get get away from their work and then they go back and and they're actually more productive now i don't suggest you start smoking don't start smoking and if you do smoke please quit it's it's terrible for you but they've done studies on this and they know that people who take real breaks um, throughout the day are more productive so take real breaks don't take a smoke break take a healthy break walk around the park uh, walking your dog just just going out in the backyard for a few minutes does it for me sometimes but uh, take real breaks so those are five evergreen productivity techniques that that are guaranteed to work well have a schedule uh, be realistic when you block out times to get things done eat that frog before lunch ride your productivity peaks your productivity you know know your productivity rhythm and 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 ride those peaks do your your most important work during those peaks challenge yourself to get things done faster that'll build your productivity muscle and take regular real breaks and believe me this stuff works and this will do uh this will do wonders for your personal productivity and like i said earlier as a self-employed professional as a freelance writer or copywriter, the more productive you are, uh, the more money you make ultimately. So that's it for this week's podcast. I hope you found it helpful. And would you do me a favor? If you have any tips or ideas or topic suggestions, send me an email. You can reach me at steve at stevesloanwhite.com. And another reminder, uh, for more tips and techniques and ideas and strategies and resources on B2B writing and copywriting, drop by b2brightingsuccess.com. You'll find a, a wealth of information right there, including this podcast. So that's this week's podcast. I look forward to seeing you again next week. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2brightingsuccess.com.